There are so many hard conversations we realize not enough people are having. So we're filling this podcast with difficult, awkward, and just plain funny conversations that we want to have with you. So let's go there, shine some light, and chase some joy. This This is is the the Chasing Chasing Joy Joy Podcast. Welcome back. Jess and Danae here. So last week we talked about chasing joy in adult friendships. And today we're going to talk about chasing joy in the mundane. But before we get to that, wanted to give a little update. Yes. So last week in the weekly dose, I gave my confession of Starbucks and we did have a winner of the $15 Venmo. And I did confess on my Instagram how much I spent through November to December. But we clearly wanted to keep it flowing on here. And so I spent $406 in the course of two months at Starbucks. Horrifying, super eye-opening. And I will say, as I was posting on Instagram, I was got really nervous and felt super vulnerable. But so many people sent so much love and were like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate. And still haven't had Starbucks too this day so i think that number will just be ringing in my head anytime (laughs) i think to go there so there we go so today we specifically wanted to talk about finding joy in your routine so the things that we do every single day whether you're doing them intentionally or it's just some habit that you've picked up we wanted to look at are these things really working for you and how do you find joy within them I know for myself personally, when someone says the word routine, I get stressed. I start to think of, am I doing enough? Is what I'm doing working for me? And then I start to compare to everyone else around me. Like, oh my gosh, they're doing this. Or, oh my gosh, they're not doing this. Ha ha. But the main thing with routine that, that we want to express is your routine is meant to work for you. Not for anybody else, but for you and your family and so often especially on instagram everyone's throwing out their strategies everyone's saying like this is what i do on a daily basis and sometimes that's encouraging and other times that's super overwhelming and so our goal for today is to help you chase joy in the mundane in the daily and figure out like you know what this this thing is a win this thing kind of derails me so like jessica said you're doing things on a daily basis So we might as well dive in, see what's working, see what's not working, and prioritize the right things. Now, one of the things I've realized about myself over the last few years is, well, one thing I've known forever is that I don't like surprises. But because of that, I always thought I was a big routine person. I mean, even the word itself gives me comfort because I know I'm going to have this little sheet that tells me what to expect um, from my day and which it's funny because Danae is so go with the flow and so if she is to call me and is like hey Dakota and I are going to the beach in an hour she will be met with six seconds of silence at least and then I'll probably (laughs) say can I call you back (laughs) which doesn't mean that I'm not interested in going at all it just means that I have to literally like prep my brain okay, what do these scenarios look like? How do I incorporate this? Even if it's something really fun that I want to do. But when I was looking at a bunch of different routines that people have online, when it's like, okay, from 7.30 to 7.45, you do this. And from 7.45 to 8.15 is work. I, I can't, like, that. that is not me at all, at all, at all. I need something that's a lot more vague. Another thing I've realized is that I cannot really create 
the momentum on my own. So if it's my own goals, I'm probably not going to reach them unless it's something that's really written down or it really is a part of my routine. Like if it's something you want to do and you want to make happen, I will be your cheerleader. I will come alongside you. But if she is the best hype man. <laughs> but if it's just about something that I want to accomplish, I probably won't. Once I started getting into goal setting, I started making a routine that actually reflected my goals instead of just every single possible thing that could be done in a day. And so this is not this is not the point in our podcast where I now go through every single thing that I do, like what my routine looks like, because it doesn't matter. It's mine. <laughs> it's probably not going to be the same thing that works for you. It's mm-hmm. not going to solve all of your problems, but we do want to think of What are some of the things that just make a good routine to begin with? Yes. So I, I love that. And I love even the fact that like you're not sharing what works for you because it is what works for you and your kids and your husband and what you guys do on a daily basis isn't going to be what I do on a daily basis, nor should it be and vice versa. Like I, I literally do not know anybody who has the same routine as me, but I know plenty of people who like their routine. Yeah. Like it's just going to be totally, totally different. Yeah. And it's like, you're both going after it, but in clearly separate ways. Mm -hmm. As you're talking about your routine, one of the things that I think it's super important to do is to figure out what you need every day. And when I say, what do you need? I'm not talking about, I need to eat. I need to drink 32 ounces of water. I need to pay my bills. This is, what do you need? That's going to bring you life. What do you need? That's going to bring you joy and peace of mind. When you figure out your two needs, maybe for you it's one, maybe for you it's three, but these are your no excuses and this is going to happen daily. And here's why I think it's important to evaluate your needs because you need perspective every day that you like your life. But we all need a reminder daily that life is good and it's worth it. And even when things are going crazy, We need on a daily basis something that's personally filling us up so that we can give to our friends, your house, your dog, your kids, your husband, your job. You need something on a personal basis that's going to give you life. For myself, it is working out and reading my word. Now, six months ago, those honestly probably, those wouldn't have been my two needs. Read my word would have been, but working out was not a priority. It is for me now. Do I still miss days? Yes, but I woke up this morning and now that was the first thing that I did because I was like, I really need Jesus this morning because that's going to give me life. It's going to make me a better mom. And that's the same thing about working out. It pumps those endorphins in me. Yeah. So just to reiterate, when we're talking about needs, it's like, what do you need that's going to propel you through the rest of the day? What is going to last you for the next 24 hours, probably more like 12 or 18. But you know, what is going to get you through the day so that it's not just, okay, I am barely holding on, barely surviving to, okay, I'm ready to thrive. But it's something that's going to re- be reflected in how the rest of the day goes. Yeah. And so I think it's like super important to just figure out like, you know what, this is my need or whatever it is. And immediately don't jump to say like, oh my gosh, I don't work out every day. That's my need. What we hope you take from this is now for you to find out what your one or two or three needs are. For me, it's reading my word and working out. Those both give me life and they give me energy and they remind me 
that I'm capable, strong, and that God's got this. And now, confession on my part, too, is that one of the things that I absolutely need is I need to wake up before the rest of the house for Bible and prayer time. And it is such a struggle every time my alarm clock goes off, but I feel it for my whole morning when I don't do this. So that was, that's one for me is that feeling connected to God and kind of having, instead of like the crappy things that are might be going on for the rest of the day going through my head um to just be thinking on on like higher things the things that I'm reading about in my book of common prayer and then another thing that I really need is like getting on Marco Polo honestly like just hearing my friends voice voices being able to like talk with them and even just download like hey this is what um I'm I'm doing right now like okay so second load of laundry all right I think I'm gonna put it I mean literally like this is what what we do is like we'll just talk about what's gonna go on for the rest of the day or what happened last night or what we're praying for each other for so feeling connected with God feeling connected with friends I need it and I feel it if I don't do those things before the rest of the day begins. And for myself, after I figured out two things that I needed every day, um, I also dove into, okay, what's something that I just simply want to have in, a, have in my everyday? Now, again, when we say every day, we also fully understand that there's a very good chance this is not an everyday thing. Okay, so if you're thinking like, oh my gosh, they're just killing the game some days yeah we're on top of it other days life happens but one of the things that I want to be intentional to do is have thought out time with Dakota she is turning to next month we are so used to just being at the house just me and her that this past week I'm like oh my gosh we are watching a lot of tv which I'm not hating on but like she wants my attention she wants me to get up, to be with her, to just watch her. And I'm not a crafty mom. I'm not a Pinterest person. But I like the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy pictures and things that we can paint and crafts and this and just Play-Doh. And my goal is having 30, 40-minute time where it's like we are one-on-one, eye contact, phone down, TV off, getting that personal time together. Clearly, we're together 24-7. But there is something different about that sit-down time that I want to create for us. Yeah, I always think that it's so interesting when I can get to the end of the day and think, have I spent any time with the kids at all? And I'm like, it's okay, so I mean, I, I have been in the house with them, but have I really seen them or have we really you know, connected? Con- yeah. So I I am definitely a morning person, um, partially by necessity, partially because part of my family made so much fun of me for not being <laughs> a morning person. Oh, growing up with my mom, our typical day off, she and I, we would wake up late. We would kind of nod to each other when we like pass in the hallway and then we would like go sit out um, in like the sunroom, maybe watch an episode probably of Golden Girls before a word was even spoken, you know, and maybe by the end of the episode, then we would like start actually talking and thinking about what we want our day to look like, what do we want to do, and we would just ease into it so slowly, but um, at, <laughs> at my dad's house when I was one of six people, <laughs> you can imagine that was Our not- dad wakes <laughs> up singing I look marvelous <laughs> and is just pumped, ready to go, ready to talk to you instantly. Yes. So it was not possible then and it was not possible once I had kids. So I have adjusted. And I remember after first having Jane that, I mean, this kid, she woke up at a time that I didn't even know existed and I would go into her room and just kind of shut the door 
and even keep like the lights down low and just like lay on the floor and let her like play with her toys around me. And then every once in a while she'd like hit me with something or fall over me or, you know, something that would wake me up. And then I would just doze again. And this would continue for like several waking and sleeping and until finally I was like, okay, fine. I guess the morning's done. I have to wake up. Let's go start the day. That's not the most pleasant way to begin and to enter your morning. You would hope that after, you know, 30 times of doing this that you would start to acknowledge, hey, maybe there's got to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> But I did not. It wasn't until it wasn't until I saw Brian do the same thing. <laughs> like one time I saw him do the same thing where he was like getting so irritated and like sort of waking up and then trying to get back to sleep. And I was like, what are you doing? Just wake up. <laughs> and then I realized, oh my gosh, that's me every single day. So all of that long story to say something that I used to want was sleep at all costs. Always more sleep. But now with kids and staying at home with them all day, what I really want is to wake up not grumpy. I really want to wake mm -hmm. up and they have this mom who is so ready to begin and to begin with a smile. When I think of like what I really want, that's that's what comes to mind. I, I love that so much. And I think that there's so much power to starting your day off right. And especially as a mom, you're also starting off your child's day. However, yeah. you're starting off your day. And so... That's really cool to see that you're like, you know what? I'd rather start off happy than get 10 extra minutes of sleep, 15 extra minutes of yeah. sleep. And I feel like so often you hear, I'm going to do this for my younger self. Like when someone's talking about their goals or their aspirations, like, oh, I'm going to make 15-year-old Danae proud. And I totally get this concept of that thought process. But when you're thinking about your goals, I heard this um, the other day, pull from your future self. I haven't heard that personally before. And they are like, Pull energy from your future self to do what you have to do today to become who you want to be. And I love that. So when we're talking about wants, when we're talking about needs, and either other simple aspects of your routine, and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, is this worth it? The answer is yes. And the answer is like, you're not always going to feel motivated, but it's like, I know that by reading my word and working out in six months, I'm going to know so much more about God and feel close to him. And in six months, I'm going to be a much more healthy person physically, mentally, and emotionally. And as much as I wish I could, I'm not just going to wake up and feel healthy. I'm not just going to wake up and be like one with Jesus. And I know I don't want to stay a beginner forever. I want to grow. I want to be experienced for Dakota for Josh, and honestly, for those that I'm encountering. I know that there have been so many years that I'm like, oh, new year, but I've been starting it the same that I ended last year. And so when we think about our goals, when we think about our motivation, think about who I want to be next month, who I want to be in six months, who I want to be a year from now, because that growth really starts today. In this this planner that I do, um, it's called Power Sheets. It's from Cultivate What Matters with Lara Casey. And one of my favorite pages to fill out is who do you want to be when you're 80? And like, mm -hmm. what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be like true of yourself? But thinking of me as an 80-year-old one, like it kind of puts into perspective the things that I'm not going to care about. 
by then. But then the things that no matter if I'm in my 20s, 30s, 50s, 80s, there are some things that are just going to carry over forever. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, yeah, like you're talking about take energy, borrow energy from that self. Yeah, like that's what inspires me is like 80-year-old Jess. (laughs) Like what do I want her to be like? You know, and is that who I am right now? And are the routines or like my to-do list, like do those things reflect who 80-year-old Jess is hopefully going to be? And I think the encouraging thing within that is it's something to work towards. So often we hear people talk about the goals that they've already accomplished and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. You're not behind. It's your (laughs) goal. Just go for it. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I want to keep going. What time is it? Weekly dose time. Hey guys. <laughs> I wish you could have seen my hands because they were I'm moving. But welcome back to our second weekly dose. Last week was a confession. This week we have an awesome mom story, heroic. Um, and again, these are going to be different every week, and so we're super excited to bring you, maybe it's going to be random facts, a tip, a confession, a secret. This week is a story, and Jess is going to dive right in. Yeah, so it's been really cold here. And <laughs> we don't operate in the cold. No, no, I forget this every year, and I, I hate it, I hate it so much. But anyway, and we're not even in like New England, and, but anyway, it's cold for us. <laughs> I've been feeling really guilty because the kids have not had, like, outside active time. Like, the sound... I mean, when I'm in the kitchen, it sounds like they're going to come through the floor from Jack's room from all they're playing. (laughs) But, like, it's still different when you're outside. So, I knew we were coming up on a day that we were going to be watching a bunch of TV because we had promised we were going to watch this thing. Anyway, so I was like, well, today is the day that we should really be outside, no matter what the temperature is. Also, Brian's home. He doesn't want to be out there either, and sometimes it's just easier to both go through it together. So, we get out there. The kids are in no way acknowledging how cold it is. I mean, we're playing soccer. We're pretending that it's Quidditch. We've got baseball going on. I mean... It's, it's fun. You know, like we, we really are like, we're enjoying ourselves. My fingers are starting to hurt every time that ball hits them. (laughs) Um, and eventually the kids did admit that they needed gloves, but anyway, we're, we're still having fun though. And then all of a sudden one of my kids decides to throw like a crazy person (laughs) and we happen to have a lake right behind our yard. I dive for the ball, do not get it. Then I run as fast as I can slide down the bank do not get it. And then I just watch the ball plop. <laughs> and then gracefully make its way to the center of the lake. And then, I mean, by that time, then we had all four of us just standing there on the side and each of us kind of offering our solutions. Is there a branch that's big enough? All the way to my son saying, well, we have wood in the garage, mom, so maybe we just build a dock really fast. <laughs> Finally, I realized, you know what? We have that little kid's kayak. Why don't I just, I could just kayak out. (laughs) And after a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of convincing, finally Brian was like, okay. I mean, if you think you could, I mean, this guy, when I, I was waiting for him to bring me this kayak, 
still nothing. I'm watching this ball like drift further. I go into the garage and he's about to inflate our like inflatable kayak. I mean, that's going to be like 45 minutes oh my later. Gosh. So I was like, just let me go in the kid kayak. So we finally find like a nice little safe place for me to go, for me to put in. I go out, get the ball. I mean, super simple and come back feeling like a boss though. And as I come up, I realize um, like where the ball had drifted. I came out like in front of these other people's yard and <laughs> they have just moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> and so it was like the mom and two kids like pressed against their sliding glass door watching and then the mom, like, she opens, and she's like, I'm calling you when it happens to us. <laughs> I can just hear those kids being like, Mom, they're doing it. We can do it. Mom, look at them going outside. Yeah. And so, I mean, but I am. I'm feeling like, okay, this is really adventurous for me, and I'm just making it happen. And so I think I'm going to, like, when I turn to look at the kids, that that same, like, pride is going to be in their faces. And it was equal parts boredom and not caring at all. <laughs> And even after I got the ball, we literally just went back inside. That's all anybody wanted to do. So please feel free to send me your stories. If you have done something adventurous, maybe a little bit dumb and foolish, because I will get super excited for you, even if nobody else did, because I was still really hype. I was so proud of myself. There's so many like mom moments and you're like, woo! And everyone else is like, nah. Yeah. Okay. But we will be your cheerleaders. <laughs> Yeah, send us your stories. And if it's crazy enough, we might even get to talk about it next week. And we're back. Hope you guys all enjoyed the weekly dose. I think there's a lot of things that we have been talking about that motivate us, that is our fire, that gets us going. But we all know there's plenty of things that unmotivate us and completely derail us and make us feel like all hope is lost or just super frustrated and personally as a mom I feel like overall I'm pretty good about being really go with the flow and I feel like that's really helped me understand that not everything is going to happen because Dakota's turning to you next month and as much as I can plan she doesn't know the plans I have made and she honestly does not care about them so I'm oftentimes going off of her moods and going off of how she feels and I don't know how she's gonna feel when she wakes up and so one day my plans completely work out beautiful and I'm like oh my gosh this routine is it Coda is here for it I am (laughs) here for it and it works out perfect And then the very next day, she's either teething, didn't sleep well, simply in a bad mood, or those days where you're like, I must touch you 24-7. And honestly, sometimes life just happens. And what personally in the past has wrecked me is convincing myself that by losing one day, I've lost all my progress. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this today, I didn't do this today, now I must push everything into tomorrow. But tomorrow already had a plan, so now (laughs) it's this big frustration and I feel like there's just chaos. However, what I have learned in this process, that by still pre-planning my days, even when nothing gets checked off, I now see what can be moved around? I'm like, yeah. oh, so if, I, if my day was Wednesday that nothing got done, I'm like, you know what? This can be Wednesday. This can be done on Friday. Maybe this doesn't even need to get done. It's not a priority anymore. This can happen on Friday. And by having that little, for myself, it's a list. Maybe it's a note on your phone. But having that thought process planned out, I'm feeling like there's still 
structure, even if my whole day was simply spent on the couch or spent playing because I know what is happening and I also know what isn't happening. And that has given me a lot of peace of mind. Yeah, I think um, it's really helpful when instead of just writing like on your list, clean house, if it's unload the dishwasher and put in a load of laundry, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, because then you really do. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to see that the whole house did not get cleaned, so I can't mark that off. It's going to be, oh, I need to do a load of laundry tomorrow. Like I need to add that to tomorrow's list. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just we have to get specific so that we still get credit for the things that we did do and it doesn't feel like this overwhelming, I did nothing today. No, and I think that's huge. Like break things down into smaller parts. Break it down to clean the living room, my bathroom, vacuum. Like those little things are going to make you feel so much more accomplished. You're going to see what you have done and you're going to see that like I can tackle this. Yeah, I got an email actually uh, today. It was actually from the Cultivate What Matters thing. Um, They are really great. I would encourage you guys to follow them. That's the planner. Yeah, and look up their stuff for planners and goal setting. But anyway, they were saying, you know, just to set yourself up for a good day to take 10 minutes and kind of write out your to-do list or whatever. And that just reminded me that a lot of times if I set things where I'm like, okay, just spend 10 minutes doing it, like a chore that I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But if I just write... 10 minutes on the closet in the bedroom, just 10 minutes. I am so much more likely to spend that little bit of time doing it rather than if I just write clean the entire closet. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not going to even touch that one. But if you break it down into something that's actually realistic and not nearly as overwhelming, you might actually get it done. And it's important to feel accomplished. Um, Yeah. So when it comes to derailing, I mean, I kind of touched on this before, just about being a morning person. If someone else wakes me up, it kind of kills me. I know, I mean, I know that the day is not ruined, (laughs) but it kind of feels like it is Mm -hmm. just because it's, it's almost like then I start and I'm already out of control. Like somebody else has already made the decision for me. Goodness, that sounds really controlling, (laughs) but, but it does feel, it does feel like, okay, I'm already behind because now somebody already needs something from me. And I have not had like my few minutes to myself yet I'm still really struggling listening to that alarm clock going off and saying like it's worth it to get up but it's worth it to get up so that I feel like I'm running my day instead of being run over by my day (laughs) um so that definitely derails me and then the other one is having my phone near me when I'm doing homeschool so I apologize that it can be hard to get a hold of me before 11 (laughs) a.m because if I spend just those couple of minutes because it's always just a couple of minutes (laughs) but if I spend those couple of minutes on my phone just for a phone call or like responding to a text then I get derailed and the kids get derailed and I cannot reel them back in (laughs) it is so hard to reel them back in so that's something that I have really worked on is keep the phone away from the table like anywhere we are doing homeschooling because because if I touch that phone it is over um, yeah, Instagram reels will get me real <laughs> quick. I'll be like, just one second, just one second. I swear, Coda can tell when I'm watching Instagram reels because she'll walk over and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, mother. And I think another huge, huge thing is to figure out when you are on. Yes. What is your most go get it hour or time frame? This past month, I have personally or a month and a half, I've learned two things. I need to wake up before Dakota does, and I am a huge night owl. By the way, this week, 
this has not happened all week because Dakota has been waking up at 1.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m., and 5.30 a.m. I'm not beating her to any of this time, okay? <laughs> when I set that goal, she was waking up at 7.30 or 8. So that hasn't been happening. However, my goal for that is to simply have my eyes open before she does. Sometimes that means I do my face, my skincare routine. Sometimes that means I be in her by five minutes. I just want to be conscious before she wakes <laughs> up so I can greet her and feel a little bit awake. But honestly, I'm a huge night owl. I accomplished so much between the time of 4 p.m. and 12 a.m. I am like, this is where I just thrive. Yes, because not everybody's going to be a morning person. All of my stuff is about getting it done in the morning and waking up and da -da -da, all of this because I am a morning person. <laughs> like my friend Kim wears this shirt that I love and it says, the early bird can have its worm because worms are gross and mornings are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Jane loves that one too. And it's so true. Like if, if she were to try to work on my like routine or my schedule. I would die. Yes. It just, it would not work because she's on from 10 PM to like 2 AM. That is her mm -hmm. on time. Oh, Kim. Yes. Yeah. That's a Kim. Me too. Time. I also would die at her schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I want to get everything done by 10 AM for the most part. Like that's what <laughs> like I want to be done with myself. So again, this is what works for you. Are you the night owl? Are you the morning person or the afternoon person? I don't know, but it's yeah. important to find out what works for you. When are you on? Yeah. I know for me, like I get the 4 PM clearly isn't late at night, but that's when I start getting excited. That's when I start planning my night. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start cleaning and I'm going to get my laundry started so that when Dakota goes to bed, I can potentially put it away. It often sits on the bed for a day or two, but I'm getting things rolling. I make my plan for the next day. And when she goes to sleep, that's often when I get my workout in and I read my word and journal and process my day. That's when I am the most focused. That's when I have the most energy to go and get it. I know also for myself, I'm in the process of like, wow, when I work out at 10 p.m., I am up till one because <laughs> I am pumped and ready to go. So I'm also in the process of figuring out my potentially editing my routine to working out during her nap and maybe doing some yoga at night just because I love moving my body. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Move my body at night. Oh my god. I love to work out at night. It really makes me feel like I'm ending my day well. There we go. If I have to switch it to yoga. Okay. <laughs> However, the thing that I like about this is it can be edited. Everything right. we're saying can be edited, not only to yourself, but when you realize, like like me, I'm realizing potentially working out, working out at night might not be my strongest suit. So now I'm going to try a new routine next week and to see if that works. And guess what? If it doesn't, that's okay because this is my personal routine. This is my checklist and this is what's working for me. And what's working for Jessica is not the same thing. No. Okay. And then this is funny because I've been saying this and saying this, like I'm a morning person, I'm a morning person. And yet the one thing that I have never once like tried to fit into my morning routine is working out and working out is the hardest thing for me to get motivated to do. And yet I kept putting it at the night. I mean, granted <laughs> it was probably my way of 
trying to not get ever get it done because it's never gonna get done if it's put at night because by that time I am already running on fumes I do not want to start something new my projects are done it's time for me to sit down and read something or watch Nadia's time to eat on Netflix (laughs) (laughs) um or I barely have the energy honestly to do Mm -hmm. the things that I want to do by that time of night um so I think it's really important to realize don't try to motivate yourself when there's no chance (laughs) like it's just not gonna happen you might be thinking to yourself they didn't give me an outline they didn't give me time frames and they maybe didn't break down all of their how-tos that was our point I hope you understand that you have to find what works for you there's value in routine there's value in setting yourself up for success for us that's list it might be bullet points it might be you know your calendar being super duper scheduled But the main thing we want you guys to understand is this is not about this perfect cookie cutter routine. When something doesn't happen one day, that's okay. You are still doing a really good job. Figure out your needs. What are those two, three things that on a daily basis remind you that life is good, you got this, and it's going to give you that extra boost to whether it's just simply show up that day or it's going to be that energizer to help you accomplish the rest of your things. Daily life can sometimes feel mundane, but when you have a little bit of routine, you gain so much purpose and you get to see not only your daily plan, but you also get to see the goals that you're headed towards for next month, for next year, and the person that you're wanting to be. Right, like it's not so mundane when you have the end in mind. Yes, I love that. Well, we really hope that you guys enjoyed this week of chasing joy in the mundane, and we're excited to see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Now let's get out there and chase some joy. <laughs>